Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Africa Football Showdown, your one-stop shop for everything about African football. And of course, right now we're concentrating on the Africa Cup of Nations, well and truly underway in Ivory Coast. We're now playing the third group matches in the tournament. We'll have uh, the results so far for you, including those late equalizers in the game between Egypt and Cape Verde, as well as Ghana versus Mozambique. Plus, we'll have the Zambian legend, the great Kalu, Kalusha Bwalia, with us right here on the Africa Football Showdown. Daniel agonizing <laughs> over watching his beloved Black Stars of Ghana play against Mozambique. And um, that game ended just before we started this recording. Um, Daniel, good news for you. Very bad news, Peter. It's the hope that kills you. I, I feel like when you're supporting Black Stars, it's always the hope that kills you because for about 50 minutes, in fact, for about an hour, Ghana was in the lead against Mozambique. Cape Verde was pulling a draw against Egypt. So that means that Ghana was going to qualify. And then, you know, in a matter of about 20 minutes, we lost that lead, a two-goal lead against Mozambique. It became 2 all. And in just the final, the dying embers of the Egypt was of the Egypt's Cape Verde game, um, Egypt took the lead, and so it looks like it's over for Ghana. It's going to be two points. Listen, we'll we'll, we'll come to those permutations in a short while here on the program. I also want to say um, a big, big hello to Mimi. Better news for you today, Mimi. I mean, look, it's been a good day, I guess, of African football. Nigeria, they got um, the win against Guinea-Bissau. Of course, it was an own goal by Sangate when Moses Simon crossed from the left flank trying to find Victor Osimhen and um, Guinea-Bissau, you know, deflected it into their own goal. But, you know, it's it's an Afcon full of surprises. I'm just, I'm still shocked, to be honest. I'm still trying to to take in that Egypt, I'm sorry, not the Egypt, the Ghana result. How could you be leading two goals to nil for most of the game? Jordan, are you taking the two penalties? And the next thing you know, yet again, it's it ends in a draw. I, Daniel, I'm still wondering what's going on with Ghana. I, I have no idea really at this point. What I do, what I did observe, because I must admit, I switched from the Mozambique-Ghana game to the Cape Verde-Egypt game, mm. which is now 2-2, by the way. Mm, uh, so Cape Verde has has pulled a draw wow. in that game, and um, if you look, but but Egypt is still number two in the group because Egypt has three draws. Mm. If it ends this way, mm. anyway, so that's just by the way. So the thing is, really, in both the Mozambique game and our first game against Cape Verde, we seem to sit back and play very defensively, and we were allowing. Um, these the, the opposing teams to make incursions into the final third and look very dangerous in front of goal. If you look at the tail of the tape against Mozambique, you realize that one of the goals was actually, one of the Mozambique goals was actually a penalty in the 91st minute. And then they equalized in the 94th minute from Enildo Mandaba. So this was like basically a loss of concentration after I was going to say, yet again, a loss of concentration mm -hmm. that we're mm -hmm. seeing in the Ghana game. Yeah. Yet yeah. again, towards the end of the game. 
listen, listen. I don't want anybody listening to us now to think that this is a, a, a West African football showdown. It's an African football showdown. And just to let them know that on the show today, we have a really special guest. He's a Zambian football legend. Um, he's He played in six Africa Cup of Nations. He's going to come and tell us what um, he makes of this latest edition. I'm talking about, of course, the great Kalu, Kalusha Bwalia. He will be on the program in a very short while. But, Daniel, before we go any further, so, Daniel, games have been concluded in groups A and B. Just remind us what the scores were in those matches. Right. So, let me take you all the way back to Saturday. Um, Kivet won against Mozambique 3-0. Senegal beats Cameroon 3-1. Guinea beats Gambia 1-0. Algeria drew with Burkina Faso 2-2. And Mauritania lost to Angola 3-2. There, Tunisia, Mali, and Morocco DRC, as well as Zambia, Tanzania, all ending in a one-all draw. South Africa um, pulled off a spirited win against Namibia 4-0. But Monday was when all the drama took place in Groups A and B. In Group A, we had Nigeria beating Guinea-Bissau by that own goal. And in the other game, the host nation Ivory Coast lost by four goals to zero to Equatorial Guinea of all teams. Emilio Nsue pulling a brace after scoring three against Guinea-Bissau in the previous game. And in Group B, my woes continue. Both games ending two with a two-all draw. Uh, Mozambique, Ghana, and Cape Verde, Egypt. And um, what this means is that Cape Verde um, finishes top of the group with seven points, and Egypt finishes second with three points. Ghana getting two, and Mozambique getting two as well. That's where we are. Indeed. Thank you very much. Listen. Mimi, we're talking about shockers, right? Mm. And we've mentioned Ghana, you know, letting that two-goal advantage slip against Mozambique. But Ivory Coast, the hosts, I mean, losing 4-0. That, that really, yeah, that really is a big match of today, to be honest, that result. First of all, can we just say how incredible Equatorial Guinea have been in this tournament? And I think they've been a surprise package for many people. But I don't know why they've been a surprise package because in 2015 at the AFCON, they got through to the quarterfinals. And as well, coming into this competition, they've had very good results in the World Cup qualifiers. So I always find it interesting when people say that they're, they're a surprise package. I guess in a way they are. But if you've been following, I guess people have been following the results, they're not a surprise package at all. They've been, they've been putting in the work. And Emilio Insue, oh my God, the 34-year-old player for the captain of his team, had a hat-trick against Guinea-Bissau coming into the match against Ivory Coast, scoring a brace. And what's so interesting about him is he plays as a right-back, as a defender for his side, third division in Spain, but yet he's playing as a striker for his country at the Africa Cup of Nations. So he really is the story of this competition so far, leading in the Golden Boots. Five goals in three games. Let's rip off our predictions. I think I think we've all pretty much <laughs> lost out on our predictions for who's going to finish Golden Boot because nobody said Emilio Nsue, but he is leading the race right now. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we because we've watched, we've, 
covered so many Africa Cups of Nations. We know we don't really like the host nation leaving in the first round because it depletes the crowds that come to the stadium. I mean, Ivory Coast still have a chance to to qualify so as one of the best finishing third-placed teams. But it's going to be really hard work for them, isn't it? It's going to be a tough one. So Ivory Coast, for instance, will be looking at the the results of the Group B final games, making sure that their three points are ahead of the third-place team in Group B, which is Ghana, which is two points. So it's a very convenient result for them from the Group B games. But there are still a number of games before the group stage games are over, finally, and we can know their final fate. I must say that beginning, that first um, win against Guinea-Bissau is going to put them on a strong footing. But Peter, at the heart of it, this is not the conversation you want to have about a host team after the group stage of a competition. A host team with the quality that Ivory Coast has on the pitch, with the history that Ivory Coast has in the dressing room. I, I'm, I'm wondering, where did this all go wrong? I think the chances, to be honest, Daniel, <laughs> if you bring out your calculator and permutations of Ivory Coast qualifying as a one of the four best third finish place teams, I think it's very, very slim. I mean, I acknowledge they they lost two games and, you know, they, they, they only have three points. I think that I'm just speaking with hope because, you know, you lose a certain energy in a competition when the host team leaves so early. So for the sake of the quality of the competition, with the fans turning up in the stadiums, um, you want to see, you know, the host nation go further. I, I mean, it, it's just fingers crossed for them at this point. Indeed. And, you know, like you said, I mean, these permutations, they, they've not, they're not over yet. We have to wait uh, for the games on uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday to, to try and get a, a final picture. But how about some tidbits, some very interesting nuggets from the Nations Cup so far? Can either of you guess of how many goals were scored after the second round of games so far in Afghan. You'd have to help me out there, Peter. Well, listen, I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> sit down 20, and count them myself. More than 20, more than 20. 65, that's oh, a record. Oh, there you go, more than 65. 20. <laughs> there were 41 goals in 2021 and 43 in 2019. So really good tournament so far. Lots of goals being scored. Uh, and another little nugget for you, Bushra Karbubi. Mm, yeah. The Moroccan referee led the first all-female referee to refer a game at AFCON. That's such a great milestone. I just love it. And I thought they were yeah. all fantastic, you know. That was in the just... Guinea-Bissau-Nigeria match, isn't it? Yeah. She, did. she handled her business like a pro. Like, I mean... And she was stern as well, you know. I mean, the players, like, I love that. So, so I think well it's also done important to, to say... I think it's also important to say when we're showing that like, CAF is... is you know, making history in this tournament. First ever female commentator at an Africa Cup of Nations in Amana Dlamini, the former mm -hmm. South African player also in this competition. So breaking grounds. So that's really great to see. Now, as promised at the top of the show, we have a special guest on the Africa Football Showdown today. He's a man who's played in six Africa Cup of Nations competitions. He was the Africa Footballer of the Year in 1988. He was the captain of the Zambian national team, coach of the Zambian national team, as well as the head of the Zambian FA. He was also one of the few players that survived in the 
1993 plane crash that took the life of most of the Chipolo Polo that year. I'm talking about none other than the great Kalu himself, Kalusha Bwalia. Welcome onto the program, my brother. I want to talk about your boys, uh, the Chipolo Polo. A lot of people would say a lucky draw against um, Tanzania. What do you make of that game? I, I, you know, I'm not involved with Zambia, so I'm, I'm watching as a spectator. Um, so uh, normally when you look at Zambia and the history of Zambia at Africa Pop Nations, you know, we've always brought the A game to Africa Pop Nations, be it, um, you know, before the, the, the 93 and after 93. And the team has always, you know, punched above its weight. And, um, you know, we, the, the team with, with uh, uh, Avram Grant is, is new. Whilst we have a, a very little front line, I think that there's still a lot of work to be done, especially in the midfield. And at the back, okay, we, we have Sunzu. At the back, who was winner in 2012. So he has brought a lot of calmness. But I think that uh, you get that occasion where the players are playing their first Africa Cup of Nations and they're a little bit on the agey side. You know, they look, they look nervous, you know, couldn't put, you know, five, six, seven passes together. Um, so it, it ha the tournament has yet to start, in my opinion, for Zambia. Two, two draws, which is good because in a normal day, you know, you will be out of, out of contention. But Zambia is in contention and Zambia playing against Morocco, you'll find that, you know, Zambia always plays better when he plays against the big teams. So, yeah, it's, there's reason to be optimistic, in, in my opinion. What is gone is gone. Um, but, you know, it, it is the everything or nothing game on, on Wednesday. What player or players have stood out for you so far in your first two, two games in the Africa Cup of Nations for Zambia? For, for me, I think that Sunzo has been excellent um, at the back. And then um, we have seen uh, glimpses of uh, fashion. I think fashion, you know, mm -hmm. he, has, he, has, he has fought. Fashion Sakala has fought in the, in the both games. Uh, Kings, you know, is he, there. You know, scored a beautiful goal. I think it was a, a fantastic goal, you know, because you have to be quick. Again, Patson quickly threw the ball and then a fantastic, fantastic goal because you have one chance and you have to get it right. Manuel Banda should, should be on the pitch, in my opinion, uh, because of what he brings, brings that speed and, and turn of pace, wants to take on a man. So that's why I'm saying that I think Passion, Kings, Lamek, Patson, Sunzu, uh, I think so far so good. I think they have been, they have been uh, really you know, trying to, to bring their game to, uh, to the fore. And, um, you know, we only hope that on, on Wednesday, they, you know, they're, they're in good form and, uh, you know, they have better luck. Do you think that what you're seeing now is the culmination of a rebuild of that, of a new generation of Zambian footballers to go back to where it belongs on the African continent as continental champions like they did in 2012? <laughs> uh, if you're going to build a team, uh, it can take some time, it can take one year, you know, like what happened in 1993, uh, because you have the, the, the whole nation in, on your back. And, and you know, it, it, some of my, my greatest games with Zambia has been played uh, with the new team. Of course, I, uh, we lost only two matches. Mm. Okay, we lost the final of Africa Cup of Nations to Nigeria, and then we lost uh, an away game to, uh, 
in Casablanca against Morocco to qualify for the World Cup. So sometimes you can you can view the team in 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 one year, but then we, what we have done now with the 2012 team, for example, we we started. I started the process myself as coach. You know, in 2006, uh, the first African Cup of Nations in in uh, in Egypt in Alexandria. You know, we won against Bafana. We lost to Tunisia. You know, we we lost to Guinea with uh, Fenduna. 2010, the team made uh, you know big strides. You know, we only lost in with every now we only lost in the second round against Nigeria. So on penalties. So when we came to 2012, you know, the team was ready. We didn't say that we're going to win. We just said that we can play football against any team that they put in front of us. And once Zambia won that game in Bata against Senegal, you know, the the, the morale was so high and the, the the fluidity of the, our game was was very impressive, and so Zambia was able to go all the way to the final. So you saw, so if you think 2006 and 2012, it's six years. This is the process. Now with with this team, um, you know, not forgetting that the team uh, the team is there, but it's their first Africa Cup Nations. So sometimes the team can be able to adapt, and sometimes the team that can be also the Achilles heel. You know where they're able to not be able to come out of the starting block. They're in second gear, third gear. They can't hit the the high notes. So this is what what can happen. So we're just hoping that uh, Zambia will be able to turn up, turn turn up against Morocco, and uh, anything can happen. Let, let's move away from Zambia a bit now. What other teams in the tournament have caught your eye? I I always fancy the underdog, you know. <laughs> so uh, looking at <laughs> I'm looking at Burkina, I'm looking at Kotoro Guinea, you know what they are doing. Cape Verde is always you know it's always been difficult. Uh, Senegal, of course, uh, Morocco, man for man, I think probably they have the best players on 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 the field. Uh, I don't think. Uh, sorry, Mimi, I don't think that Nigeria. <laughs> I hope Nigeria yeah. proves you wrong, Kalusha. I really do. Yeah, I think, I think Morocco, <laughs> Nigeria has the name, but I'm not so sure man for man. Algeria, you know, also man for man has very, very good players, but they are not the same team that they were in 2019. But you never rule them out because Mares, the guys, they'll, they'll come up and they'll play, you know, some of the best football that, um, and their pedigree in, in Africa. They can turn on the the, the, the charm and, and they are there. So, yeah, so those are the teams. Let's wait and see who goes through to the second round. But mm -hmm. um, uh, Senegal looking really, really good. Having been to many Africa Cup of Nations, uh, I remember the coaches saying the team that starts the first Africa Cup of Nations, the first lineup in the first game, is probably not the same lineup that is going to play the, the final if you, if you get to the final. So everybody should feel that they have the chance of coming into the team. And one or two changes can do wonders for a team. Indeed. And obviously, Kalusha, you've had a very long career in football. You know, you've played for your national team, captain of the national team, coached the national team, president of the Football Association of Zambia. Just before we started this interview, I watched a free kick that you scored against Liberia in 2004. Last minute of the game, you were 41 years old, if I remember. Fantastic free kick. Oh, the game... Kalu is coming to take that free kick. Let's see how Kalu is going to take that one. It's a goal! It's a goal! It's a goal! It's a goal! Kalu! Kalu! 
It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. This is unbelievable. At the time when the Zambians thought all was over, Kamusha came in and said Zambia. For you, which was the best goal you ever scored for your national team? Mm, you have to have the Zambians. <laughs> <laughs> I have about three, four, five. Yeah, probably three or four, five. Uh, you know, that I would think, you know, that they were important. I guess Liberia was because I was, you know, too old to be on, on the pitch. <laughs> And I remember the match commissioner when we were giving them the, the lineup of the team. I'm I'm standing there because I was just in my tracksuit and my t-shirt. And so they go in the in, on the list, they say number one, you know, the goalkeeper say number two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and then they go to the substitutes. So remember those days we only had uh, uh, 16 players, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So when they came to 16, this was my name. And, and so the match commissioner said, and 16 was my name. And then after that is the coach. So again, my name. Mm. So they said, I, I think there's a mistake. You know, there are two names here. So he said, no, the guy said, no, Kalu is, is on the bench, he's playing. Mm. So, uh, you know, so those, we've been on the road for a long time and uh, it was a good free kick, but I feel important. Maybe the goal that we, when when I scored when we played against Gabon in Zambia, uh, because of the importanceness of, of that game, and yeah. it was also in the last uh, one or two minutes. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Mimi, oh, just want to say thank you so much, Kalusha, for your time, and may the best team win. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, no. I think that uh, Africa Cup of Nations is a beautiful tournament so far. I must also say, emphasize that the, the refereeing has been very good. Yeah, um, absolutely. Indeed. I thought I, I have to mention that fact, mm. you know, the VAR, and I think they have done exceptionally well. They don't get enough credit because, you know, mm. we Africans, mm. we always uh, blame somebody <laughs> apart from ourselves if something goes wrong. <laughs> Listen, the great Kalu, thank you very much for talking to us, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank man. you so much. Appreciate it. Don't forget that you're listening to the Africa Football Showdown. You can download our podcast. Just go to wherever it is that you get your podcast from and type in the Africa Football uh, Showdown. You can also watch us on YouTube. So, now, Daniel, let's look ahead to the remaining matches. We've got matches coming up in uh, groups C to F. What can we expect? Yes, indeed. Maybe there'll be more drama, Peter. Gambia faces Cameroon. Guinea also faces Senegal, Mauritania takes on Algeria, Angola will square off against Burkina Faso, Namibia will face Mali, South Africa, who had a very impressive last game against Namibia, will also face um, Tunisia, Zambia goes up against Morocco, and Tanzania plays DRC. Thank you very much. Uh, Mimi, which games are you really looking forward to in the next couple of days? You know, as we've spoken to Kalusha, it was really interesting to see what he had to say about Zambia. So I'd be really keen to see how they do against Morocco, because Morocco not, have not yet themselves sealed their place into the next round after that draw against the DRC. And, you know, they're seen by many before coming into this competition as one of the favorites. So it'll be really interesting to see how that match pans out. Indeed, I'm looking forward to, as Daniel mentioned there, um, South Africa versus Tunisia. I mean, South Africa, after that, romping to that 4-0 win over Namibia, you know, they've put themselves 
back in the mix so can Bafana Bafana make it to the round of 16 I I, I really want to see that you know I'm, I'd, I'd really like to see that game I, and, and Tunisia is another game that on paper they're another team that uh, are a good team but you know just always most of the times just seem to to fall short now I, I want to move on further and ask you guys what you make of the fact that Egypt's talisman Mohamed Salah has been given permission to go back for rehabilitation to his club side Liverpool well I mean it's it, just even just looking at social media it's, it's drawn a lot of like mixed response he was at the match in the stadium in a game against Mozambique, watching on his team. His agent tweeted just uh, what, not too long before the game started to say that actually Salah's injury is a lot worse than had been thought it would be. He would be out for about 28 days and he's going he's gonna to do rigorous rehabilitation to try and make it back into camp. But it's drawn, as I said, it's divided a lot of opinion. Many feel that he should still stay. I saw online a former... Egypt player, legend Ahmed Hassan, being quoted on Twitter saying that Mohamed Salah should be staying to the very end supporting his country regardless of his injury rather than going back to Liverpool for rehabilitation. So I'd say the majority of fans, African football fans, are really not happy about the decision. Uh, I, I also heard Jurgen Klopp, that's the manager for Liverpool, saying, well, if he comes back, he he can return to the field of play. Then they will send him back to Ivory Coast to continue with Egypt if they are still in the competition. So I think mm. maybe in a way trying to appease yeah. the, the the Egyptian fans right yeah. there. All right, guys, that's it for another week. Thank you very much for your insight and analysis into this fantastic Africa Cup of Nations. Now, just a quick one for our listeners: if you want to watch. Um, a clip of that free kick that I was talking to Kalusha Bwalia about that he scored against Liberia back in 2004. We will be dropping some links on our YouTube page. So just visit our YouTube page and uh, you'll be able to click on those links and watch some of his fantastic goals. That free kick, I really, really loved that free kick. It's, it's one to check out. But for now, Mimi and um, Daniel... Thanks as always, and see you all again next week. Worry. Ah, what be your story? Story. 